edition of the Minimum Balance Podcast. I'm one half of the hosting team, Dexter Stuckey. And I'm Latoya Charleston, a.k.a. Chocolate Divinity. <laughs> so super excited to be here with you guys today. I was a little nervous that we weren't going to have a show because if you're in the Philadelphia area this morning, you woke up to Latoya, a.k.a. Chocolate Divinity, as a co-host on the very popular, very iconic Power 99 Morning Show, Rise and Grime. Toya, how was that experience? Come on, Dex. Thank you for always looking out. <laughs> um, it was a great time. Um, the guys, they were so welcoming. Um, I think we had just a natural rapport where we bounced off of each other. It was my first time in. So I'm like, listen, y'all, I am a guest in your house. I'm sitting in for our girl, Roxy Romeo. Just one more thing about it. Like for me, like listening to it was really exciting because I think that most of us who listen to Urban Radio and live in Philadelphia, you grew up on this station. So growing up on the station and then working at the station and then hearing someone that you know on there, which is like a lifelong dream for them was like super exciting for me this morning. Oh, thank you. And when I say the way Dex, you pulled up, Dex, look, y'all Dex, because he knew about prior to so the excitement that you have for me i will be forever grateful like y'all if y'all can dex was like can, can i post on my day and, and what's wild about it is like if my job is listening i'm i'm just kidding but like i don't get up before seven o'clock <laughs> like, <laughs> i work from home so i literally roll out of bed right when i need to roll out of bed <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> listen i'm with you so you know, back in the day, I did produce morning radio, but that alarm clock going out at 4.15, woo, has it, been a while. It's funny, too, because I could tell that you were prepping hard yesterday because in our group chat, we were talking. It was like 10 o'clock. We were talking, and you weren't saying anything, and I'm like, she really sleep. <laughs> listen, I was trying. Listen, that's funny that you said that because I said, these niggas will not stop talking. My phone was lighting up. I said, let me put this shit on. D- do you got to put it on Do Not Disturb. <laughs> Speaking of do not disturb, um, they're putting these do not disturb signs all up over ABC because they're, the news president, Kim Goodwin, she made the announcement on a call this morning to the staff that they're going to pull TJ Holmes and Amy Robach from GMA3, which is the third hour of Good Morning America, after the, after the, their, uh, I don't want to say their relationship, and I don't want to say, fair. I don't like the word affair. <laughs> But after this situation broke up, broke out or whatever, it's been made public. This is what's happening to them. What do you think about, one of the things that I do want to point out though, is in this call, it's been alleged that she said that their relationship or affair, whatever you want to call it, does not go against company policy. However, she wants to pull them off of air because she feels like their relationship and the speculation around it is a distraction. She also said that she wants people in, in the ABC studios to stop walking around the hallways laughing and gossiping and talking about this. And let's get back to work. Now, girl, relax. Because we were laughing. No, I'm sorry. We were laughing and talking about this before it was public knowledge. Now that it is, what you thought was going to happen? <laughs> because, like, because like, could you imagine working somewhere and seeing two people seemingly date or be messing with each other and then like, not say nothing about it like it just it's a natural thing to kind of be like oh what's going on there yes and now, then for it to be confirmed, i'm sorry say that one more no time. and then for it to be confirmed confirmed it's just like uh <laughs> yes now as time goes on the the water cooler talk in the office will settle 
but right now like you have to like lady you have to expect this <laughs> you also told you really disappointing them because you missed me you missed an opportunity to say something that you would normally say like i thought it was coming when i said now that it's confirmed i thought you were going to be like we knew y'all was effing. <laughs> Break down because you know that's my good thing. I knew they was fucking. You know, anybody, y'all don't know me and Dex, we've always been close at work. And it always for me felt like a brother sister vibe. So I always felt it was weird when people would be like, oh, you and Dex. And I say, you know, they see us talking in the parking lot. I knew they was fucking. <laughs> and, we're and that's how the office is, unfortunately. And like literally people could be in relationships with people, I guess, well, I guess with TJ Holmes and Amy, <laughs> I guess it shows that that doesn't matter all the time, but you uh -huh. can really be in a relationship with somebody and somebody would still try to throw somebody else on you. Like that's the wildest thing to me. It's weird. You know, I don't like that. I'm a, I'm not a proponent of, oh, that's my office wife, office husband. The fuck is you? No, 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 no. We don't, <laughs> we don't do those over here, sweetie. Yeah, if I, I say that's my office husband, that's my real husband in real life or he's <laughs> He at least giving me a tune-up on the side. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, I, I jumped the gun a little bit and started talking about the Amy and TJ stuff, but I never got to ask you, how was your weekend? It was very good. It was chill. Um, I did have plans on going out Saturday night, but, you know, we were bombarded in a whole lot of rain here. And then I knew I had a little anxiety about Monday, so I said, I think it's just good for me to – chillax at home mm -hmm. how about yours oh this weekend was great like I, we're trying to like not do too much mm -hmm. because we're spending so much money on christmas we've decided we're going to host her family here at my house on christmas and then we're going to celebrate with my family on on the 26th and then on christmas day it's just the two of us so we're we're exchanging gifts three different days with each other with my family her family and then just together that's beautiful how y'all have that set up. So Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, just you guys. And then the next day, one of the parents. Now, did yes. one of your parents argue about not being the first house? That no, have? actually, it's funny. My family normally does like a Christmas Eve party. And this year, my mom and dad are going to Memphis. And my mom's like, oh, by the way, Christmas is the 26th now. And we're all just like, oh, okay. Oh, well, <laughs> I guess that worked out perfectly. Uh, for her? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> But the big thing that I did this weekend was I put my Christmas tree up and I now feel like maybe this is because my tree is up now, but I feel like we're, it's now December 5th. Yeah. If your Christmas tree is not up, don't put it up. You're lazy and like, don't worry about it. I just feel like if you, if you don't have your Christmas tree up at this point, like don't put it up. Don't worry about it. Like, well, what are we doing it for? Because if you're not in the Christmas spirit right now, it's just not for you. It's not going to happen. It's not. I was one of those people this year just because everything we've been going through and it's nice to have that pick me up child. My shit was up the weekend before Thanksgiving. I said it's time to get jolly around this bitch. Usually, well, last year we did it on November 11th and I wanted that to be like our tradition this okay. year. November 11th came and went. Where you come from? <laughs> you here already? Alright, we'll get to you. Um, and I also, I watched the Casey Anthony documentary like she's a she's a documentary on on uh peacock 
really interested and it really raised some like concerns and some eyebrows for me because like I remember being in Florida the day that the verdict was read in 2011 and they were like not guilty and I remember being upset I'm like oh my gosh she killed this baby and she got away with it watching a documentary I don't know if she did it really yeah like I don't know I don't know if I fully believe that Casey Anthony killed um her daughter Kaylee Anthony I don't I don't know like there was a lot of like twists and turns and things that we definitely did not know. At least I didn't know uh-huh. in this situation. And like, I don't know. Like, so it was told from her point of view, correct? It was her point of view. Um, and then she also it was like her lawyers and some people that, and some friends that she had, both that are current. Well, actually, friends that she had because I don't think any of these people still have any communication with her now. And her parents did not do it. But there's a lot in this this is kind of a spoiler but she said it publicly too a lot of this kind of leads to the dad doing Her, it um babe the, the 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 child's father no casey's dad yeah yeah oh i will be definitely watching and this. then even it's a lot like the the the, the whole thing is a lot even kind of like how the baby was born and everything is like wait what like everything is like a, a raised eyebrow and like it's you got, you got me and i have to go back and watch this because how did it play into her continuing to lie for months about where the grandchild is that's it, what another part like what it, it, so basically she says that a lot of that is manipulation like she was told she was doing what she was told now some of the things granted she said i mean at some point she was in jail and she said her dad was telling her like the baby's okay the baby's okay you got to do xyz but in reality like the baby was dead there's there's a lot in this where you're like wait what but i think now coming from an understanding of mental health and like stockholm syndrome and stuff Mm -hmm. like you kind of get it a little bit too and i'm not saying that like she's she definitely didn't do this but like it's kind of seeming like she didn't like there's a possibility i'll say that that she didn't do it that's how it kind of seems to me well we will see but it is always and it's sad because say if there is a hint that the girl didn't do it in the court of public opinion Super like dope. it's it's sad and it's like for it's a problem it's sad because we probably unfortunately will never find out what happened to that girl mm-hmm. but say we for some chance we do and the woman is absolved it's like i wonder if people will kind of take a look at themselves mm. on how they um judge and attack without having all of the facts because the way people were were her this bitch had to go down there and hiding like no, she did she did go hiding yes and, and and i think one thing that really stuck out to me was that the dad was never a suspect and from the story she told, the dad was in the house the day the incident happened. Oh, shit. It's... alert for people. Y'all might want to chill. Like, you were looking forward to watching it. Still watch it, but for me, this is intriguing. This shit makes me want to watch it. Very intriguing, but very disturbing, too. Like, I mean, I think that you definitely have to go into this being a little careful, though, because there's a lot of talk about abuse of minors and stuff like that. And that could be triggering for people. It's triggering for me. So, like, I can only imagine for other people. Like, that was, it was a lot. Ooh. And I wish that I could say I have, a, <laughs> I wish that I can say that I have a more, like, 
upbeat story to go to, but I don't really have anything. But you were talking about the runoff election in Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, we'll touch on it more next week, of course, but the time is nigh. Tomorrow is the runoff um, in the state of Georgia between the slave Herschel Walker (laughs) (laughs) and Raphael Warnock. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm just, I'm praying for Georgia right now. We will... We'll see what happens. For me, it was very unsettling that that race was as close as it was because there's no way in hell that the race should have been that close. But we will see. I don't know. You know, Herschel's been talking about the Martians and stuff and, you know, cooning across the stage and I... I'm talking about the battle of vampires and werewolves and who would he rather be like it's insanity so I'm like if this election happens (laughs) I the expectation would for Herschel to be blown out of the water after yes after this craziness but I'm listen I won't be shocked if it goes the other way. Let's hope that he, um, Raphael Warnock still does win. But a lot of times, you know how people are. When you're ignorant, so many people just want to stick to ignorance that they don't even, they don't even care what makes it. It's all about their point. Yeah, and then a, a lot of, I think the big thing when it comes to, to her show is that people are just voting party lines. Like they're not necessarily voting because of who the person is. Mm-hmm. They're voting it simply because like you're a Republican and you're on the ticket. So we're going to vote for you. And I don't think that that's the best bet either, because this man clearly cannot speak for himself. So you definitely don't want him speaking for you. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you do create your own little Island somewhere and Herschel, Herschel and Trump can be the king of your Island some damn where, but this is not, this is not good for America. And uh, like Trump, had, like I don't know if we discussed this on the show, but Trump did um throw his throw his hat in the race for re-election. Oh God! <laughs> so how do you think it's going to happen this time around? Do you think people will really just get tired of his ish? Is there too much dissension in the Republican Party? Like, or or do you think? Trump would have a, a shot another shot this time around I don't know it's hard and I feel like I'm 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 not gonna do this because like what I did last time is I like discredited him I'm like there's no way like nobody would do this and then he turned around and won so I'm yeah. not gonna discredit him at all I'm gonna say I think there's always an opportunity for a person to you just overall you don't know these people in this country you know what you're looking at with Donald Trump and you could be like Nobody's going to vote for him. He's being racist. He's being sexist, all that kind of stuff like this. However, you can't put nothing past nobody, just like Kanye West in this uh, in this, uh, and that image he put out, which was like the star of David with a swastika in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. You can't put stuff past people. And that's Kanye thing. I guess we could jump into that really quickly. Yeah. Um, Elon uh, took him off of Twitter again. And a lot of people were saying it was because of that image, but that image was up for hours before it w- anything was done about it. Elon did not kick Kanye West off of Twitter, suspend him from Twitter, until he posted this weird photo of Elon on a boat with some guy spraying. Like that to me, that was like he bruised your ego. Like you yeah. were concerned when he did all the other stuff. You were concerned when he bruised your ego. Absolutely, and it kind of goes back. Well, I. I in a sense, not saying that this is good, at least it's, 
at least he's keeping the same energy because it, like you said, it, it took a thing with, with Kanye, not, not with Kanye, it took him to get that point. But if Trump was back on it, because he wanted Trump back, was dangling that thing like a little carrot. <laughs> so the fact that it makes you think if Trump really did come back, he would have, if Trump had treated the, tweeted the same thing, he would have let that fly as well. Yep. But until Trump would have came at him personally, then he probably would have taken the same actions. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, I don't really have many thoughts on this. I just can't wait for it to be over. But Tory Lanez has been released from house arrest. His trial for Megan Thee Stallion begins with jury selection in Los Angeles. The judge said, I'm doing this mainly for the trial preparation aspect. And um, openings are expected to begin next week, next Monday, December 12th. Yes. Anything on that? I just want Tori to go away. Like, I, Canada. <laughs> come, come get your property. <laughs> <laughs> we just, like, because here's the thing. At this point, I, I don't want to say I don't care about what happened in that car. I feel like at the end of the day, we're fully not going to know the full story. Somebody got shot. Megan did not shoot herself or there was some type of incident. But at the end of the day, since it's been going on, Corey, Corey, Tori has just been too comfortable in thinking that he can just do and say and get away with anything. Yeah. And it's like, and I'm tired of, of this level of celebrity and how people just, they don't take things seriously enough. So it's like, at this point, you really think this is a game? That's disrespect for us. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. Canada, come get your mother. No more work visas over here. Deny that you can make some <laughs> music over there in Canada. Niagara Falls is as close as you're going to get to the States. I'm tired of it. I want it to go away. <laughs> so, um, and, and I concur with everything that you just said there. Um, the next thing is Gabrielle Union. There was an interview that she did um, some time ago and it resurfaced. And I guess this is the first time that Boosie heard it. Um, we're going to throw to the audio so you guys can hear it really quickly, and then we will give our thoughts on that. Ready? He has, uh, he's so preoccupied. Yeah, he is. Very it's much almost so. almost like thou doth protest too much, little booze. I'm going to just, I'm going to look at You've got a lot of dick on your mind. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's Throw like that out there. It's like Zaya and Lil Nas X living his head. <laughs> free, so free. Free. Like, what? It's like, sir. <laughs> yeah, um something you want to just go ahead and tell us this is a safe space so she was talking about obviously you guys know that boosie talks a lot of trash about um zaya wade who is the daughter of gabrielle and Dwayne wade yes so boosie he he heard so i guess i don't know why this resurfaced but it did and boosie responded to it and he said Laughing out loud, the whole world know I love women, and the world know your husband loves D-I-C-K. Because Gabby told us. <laughs> I hope you don't think Blacks look at y'all like y'all a power couple. They don't. I had refused to talk about y'all in interviews, and here you go. Go bang him with a dildo and wait, and wait on the script, you little white girl. Well, the white girl part comes from because Gabby said in a recent interview that she didn't realize she was Black. <laughs> Wait, Gabrielle Union said that? Yes. Like, I didn't know I was a black. It was just something crazy that she said in it. And she cleaned it up afterwards. Um, something about going out for roles in our digital. No, she had to, she wanted to hide the fact that she was black. And it was like, girl, what? 
Like you can't do that. I would make my lips like bring them in if I thought they were protruding more. Girl, what bitch? When you walk in the motherfucking room, they're gonna see you black. What are you talking about? <laughs> maybe maybe kind of like disguise some of the features and all that stuff. I like guess that. so. So that's where she was alluding, but still, it was didn't need to be said. And as far as the, I don't want to call him gay because I mean the Dwayne. I did say that he was he likes peen. But I don't want to say that because lately it's been trending that black a black man got on um, did an uh, interview anonymous saying that he doesn't he likes being pegged and just because he likes being pegged does not make him gay. So I don't I don't want to put that. <laughs> um, wait, what? Yeah, so we're not. I mean, we are recording this, but like you can't see our faces. But when she said that, y'all, my wait, what? Real quick though, because I want to touch on that real quick. Actually, I don't, but I kind of want to talk oh, about it. But y'all gonna join us for the live on Wednesday? We definitely covering it. Then. We kind of talk <laughs> about that. Um, so with the Gabrielle thing, what bothers me about that, outside of the fact that like Boosie is just this man is off his he is he's off like i just yeah. that was really nasty that response was a bit much but yes. honestly i'm more disappointed in gabrielle in this situation than i am with boosie because she's an ally for the lgbtq community mm-hmm. so if you're an ally for the community and you support them and you respect them why would you call insinuate that mm-hmm. somebody else is gay to insult them like, uh- you know, I, you have you hit that nail on the head, Dexter. I honestly think Gabri, Ga- Gabrielle got, because at the time, that's what people were saying in the comments and on mm-hmm. the blog. Mm-hmm. And I really think she allowed that to hype her point of view and say, because everybody else was saying it. But at the end of the day, Gabby, I think, I mean, Gabrielle, sometimes you got to realize you and Boozy come from two different worlds. Yes. From what we know, um, Gabrielle, she grew up a little bit more privileged, um, you know, does have a background with, you know, assault and things, sexual assault and things like that. So I don't want to take that from him, but it's a different, it's a different upbringing where Boozy, he is from the gutter. So <laughs> and he don't have no problem with telling you that he's gutter made. So when she made that comment, I knew he was going to say something back. But what I want her to be, I was hoping she didn't like go to his sexuality thing because there's nothing that can really stop Boozy. He might not put it out there, but you have the same access to the places that he has access. Boozy's people ride for him heavy. Do you really think like one of these ratchets won't pull up on you? Oh, that's and like cut you out and like say something crazy because where Boozy's from, he fucks with people where they don't have nothing to lose. You nothing have to everything you. to lose. And I felt like her leading with that because nine times out of ten, my husband, if you come for me, my husband is going to say something back. Right now, we don't have a comment from Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade, and we'll see what happens there. But when she said that the way he did, I knew Boozy would say something, and I just knew like it's not going to end well. So I don't know. Well, listen, the saga continues. Hopefully this thing will be put to bed. But as of right now, Dwayne has not said anything at this point. I, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do, but we'll see. Um, speaking of the saga continuing, this war against HBCUs, like it's got to stop. So, you know, the, the big news that's going out is that uh, Deion Sanders has decided that he is going to leave his coaching job at Jackson State University, which is an HBCU, to go and coach at a PWI. 
Mm-hmm. He made that it was rumored last week, then it came out this week, and the social media has been talking. <laughs> like they yeah, are they some talk. people are very upset about it. Other people are like, oh, what no big deal. He could do whatever he wants to do. It's his it's his money and stuff like that. If he wants to make more money, he can make more money. Now, I personally, as a product of an HBCU, I do think that like this isn't helpful to like HBCUs in general. And I don't like that he got up there and he's like, you know, God told me to do this. This is bigger than just money. This is bigger than football. This is for the culture. This is for our people. I just don't think you can really feel that way. And then being like, but the the, the checks was calling. Cause like, yeah. just say like, I'm here, I'm going to do the best that I can while I'm here. But then when the time is up, the time is up. Like th- that's a better approach to me, but you really came in as like a savior and you like, and, and, and other people, I feel like they rallied around him. Like he was a savior. And like, now it's like, none of these people have anything, no leg to stand on with anything. And when it comes to this situation and it's really, it, it's hurtful as an HBCU alumni to see the attacks that are now happening to HBCUs across the board. When it comes to this, it's it, I hate the conversation that's coming around it. I did not think that this would turn in into like an attack on HBCUs. I guess I looked at it a little differently. Um, I feel like when this guy came here or went to side so go with Jackson's Yes, it might not have been as long as a time as people thought, because from what I can tell going in, he never really gave a duration of time how long he would be there for. Um, but I and some people are equated, oh, you're selling out. I wouldn't call him a sellout because I'm like, the man did what he said he was going to do as far as bringing more attention to it, bringing, you know, better athletes to it. Um bringing making the college uh what the scouts to the point you have to go to hbcus because that's where the talent is Mm -hmm. and just because he leaves the job doesn't mean that that doesn't still you know have i don't think that that doesn't mean that doesn't still have to happen like i don't think fully him leaving is going to take it away what i look at it like is the guy he kind of set the table for ushering in a new era for HBCU athletes to start getting that attention. Now, I do think possibly it could have gone a bit longer. Dex, we kind of touched on this earlier, and you made a wonderful point. Like, at least he could have stayed for four years. The year that you got there, these ushering freshmen that came there because you were there, you could have at least done it. And like once they graduated, like when they go, I'm going like I did what I was supposed to do here. Um, I don't want to take away that the man has set history. He's paving the way for other head coaches of HBCUs to be given the opportunity at non-traditional. I guess when you say traditionally white, uh, white uh, institution, predominantly white institutions. Yeah. Um, because like he said, he's ushering in a new way for it to happen to the next one. But that's what I think it is, though. I think that we had a come up. We were killing it. Like, and, you know, I don't know. This this story, this situation is really hard for me, though, because I I don't know. It was me and you. We were talking about it. We were doing the live. And it was like literally like a month or two ago. And I said, in my opinion, that Deion Sanders can do no wrong. I said that. Yeah. Do you know that? 
I literally yeah. was like, I, I am, I have been like obsessed with Deion Sanders for years. Like I've I always loved him. He's one of my favorite football players. I like him. I really like him a lot. And then he did this in Jackson, Mississippi, which is where I'm from. And like, just like knowing the excitement of my family members who actually went to Jackson State. Like this was just such a big deal to me. And it's an HBCU. Like, and I went to HBCU. So like him leaving actually like, it really bothers me. And like, it really, it kind of hurts me if they think so. Oh, because they can get so much invested. Like you used the HBCU as a stepping stone. And then when Colorado came with their $5 million offer, it's like deuces. And like that part I don't like, but deeper than that, something that I really, really, really don't like is the the conversation, like I said, the attack on HBCU. But let me just read you the, the post he put out this morning. And also, you know how people have like their self-help, self-help guides and stuff like that that they read. I, yeah. I read I read Deion Sanders' Twitter post. <laughs> like I used to do that all the time. And it makes me feel good because he says good things. And this morning, I, I actually had to put him on mute on social media because one, I'm sick of the conversation. But also because like he was posting um in Colorado today, like at the new gym and stuff like that. And I was like, it's too soon. <laughs> um, he said, change makes people get uncomfortable. Change is, is inevitable in every age and stage of life. But it somehow, some way brings love, but hate, joy, but sorrow, life and death. There's a time and season for every activity under the sun. The Bible declares change is inevitable. Coach Prime. And when he said that, I said, okay, I understand. <laughs> like when he was giving his, when he was giving his speech, like his going away speech to the guys and just letting them know, like I'm leaving or whatever. I felt like I was there. I felt so emotionally attached to this. Oh, boy. I don't like that people seem like they're using that word elevate and they're trying to compare it. Oh, so you're trying to say HBCUs are in the gutter. No, that is not what he is saying. But when you are in, you know, the work life, the goal is to move up in the ranks and primarily make more money. It kind of goes back to when, and I'm not really a sports girl, but I do follow a little bit. But when LeBron James left Cleveland and remember the whole K people were just up and are, he's our trader, this and that. Guys, the man is trying to get a chip and he's, capable of doing that with the right team surrounding him so I see nothing wrong with okay this is a hard decision I really don't want to leave but we got goals to achieve and get there and guess what LeBron went and got his chips and didn't he end up going back to Cleveland for a little bit he did go back for a little bit yeah now I will say you did make me feel a little bit better with the LeBron James comparison because he did leave uh Cleveland and he went to Miami and he did win back-to-back championships with Miami, but then when he came back to Cleveland, which was in 2016, mm-hmm. 2016 or 17, he came, 16, he came back and he won Cleveland championship too. So, so listen, so, okay, listen. okay, that, that makes me feel a little bit better <laughs> because let me tell you, like, all him leaving was a little sad, but then also like seeing like the the students. Because it was such a big deal to me to know that students are like, they're they're being scouted. And then they're like, but you know what? I'm going to go to an HBCU. Like, you don't see that. Like, that was like, that was like, 
epic like just to see that and to know that that was happening but then you also see a lot of these students now are like transferring out like they're they're putting themselves in the portal like they don't want to be at Jackson State anymore and you know that part's a little sad to me but I will say the LeBron James stuff does make me feel a little bit better that there's always a potential for growth for HBCUs Mm -hmm. in Jackson State Yes. And then another thing when it comes to the portal, I know people are saying now I'm all for transfer now. I feel like if you're a senior, what the hell are you doing? But if it's like my freshman year and I came in because it was the guise of being, you know, coached by him and he's gone and I'm trying to elevate. Okay. If you have to, but I, I think if people stop like enrolling and choosing that, like, I don't think you people need to start taking more ownership and accountability for why they're making that choice because the man has already set the table the stuff is in motion hbcus are still going to get these um you know these uh i don't want to say allowances or the you know the the spotlight it's sponsorship and stuff like that i hope so i, I truly hope so yeah. i think that's the part that uncertainty remains to be seen i guess that's all the time that we have uh this was good it was quick we had the um uh, tech, not technical difficulty. So hopefully next week we will have a guest and we had to get it turned around. But I think what we did. I, I, look, I had a fun time. I didn't realize I need to get it so much off my chest, especially when it comes to Deion Sanders. He, <laughs> I'm not going to send him a Christmas card this year. <laughs> I see it because it's just audio, but we're looking at each other. I'm like, I know this nigga ain't shut no, Was not getting emotional. <laughs> You have it, but I was like, my nigga, this is not your father. Oh my god, that was so emotional. Oh boy. Nice to have you back, Dexter. I'm just gonna speak this into existence. Uh Uh-huh. You see your daddy prime time. Do not hold this against him. We're gonna start fresh because you gotta leave the past (laughs) and we're gonna start a brand new. So when you see daddy prime. You're going to let him know. I'm not going to hold that against you, big. I'm dog. not mad at you. Well, he's still going to be muted. He's. I'm, I'm. I won't unmute him on social media until um January first, which is when I when I give everybody the pass. Like, okay. There's a lot of people that I have muted celebrities that like I'll unmute them on January first when I give them the pass. Okay, we'll start a new, and that's okay. <laughs> so he'll get his, his clock restarts at the stroke of midnight on New Year's Day. <laughs> There's one person, though, who you're still going to be on the block list, though. And I won't say his name just in case I become famous one day. I don't want him to, to use this against me, but I'll just say he looks like the mouse from Tom and Jerry, and I'll just leave it there. But he won't be getting unblocked. <laughs> think, who is it? Just say it. I've been bad when it comes to these guessing games. Today. I'll tell you I'll tell you when we get off. <laughs> okay and i'm not gonna promise not to bring it up on the live i'll see y'all on wednesday <laughs> bye guys catch, like she said catch us on wednesday for the live 6 p.m on instagram yes instagram live and i'm sorry child i have to download this whole other face ig downloader because it couldn't it wouldn't do it direct from phone so our youtubers i'm sorry you got it a little late but you got it <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys bye. and have a great one